0: Now, because that's what Sierra likes me to do. Yes, record everything.
1: Podcast,
0: A podcast where we geek out about everything, especially uptown Sacramento. We're your hosts, Sheila. I'm Sierra.
1: And I'm Jonathan.
0: Welcome to the show. If you guys are new, please check us out on Instagram at Blue Blocks Podcast, or you can also find us at Sector 7 or Del Paso Boulevard. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Yeah, I'm doing fabulous. So it is Cinco de Mayo. Woo-hoo. Yesterday was
2: May the 4th be with you.
0: So today is also
2: Revenge of the 5th.
1: Really? So true.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I like that. I, didn't, I love all these Star Wars holidays. And then, I mean, some people wait and don't do it today. And then they do Revenge of the 6th. So tomorrow is like the other half of the people who don't want to do Revenge of the 5th. So you got like three solid days of Star Wars. Wait, so are there people (laughs) on
0: like both sides of it who believe it should be the sixth and some people believe it should be the fifth?
2: Yeah, because it's like fifth is like more like Sith, but (laughs) sixth starts with (laughs) S-I. So I I have people who do both.
0: I'm obsessed with this because, you know, uh, one of our stylists here was like, oh, it's a bummer that the salon's not open on May the 4th Mm -hmm. because we could, you know, dress up as Star Wars. Totally. But we could actually dress up tomorrow mm-hmm. for Revenge
2: of the Sixth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always down to dress Although, up. You know me. I
0: don't have a Star Wars outfit. I do have a Star Wars shirt, done. which I would wear any day, Done though. and done. No, I need an outfit. <laughs> Maybe I'll do buns. Do it.
2: Uh. But since we are in the middle of the Star Wars holiday week, I would love if we could just talk about Star Wars for like a minute. My favorite part nice. of... <laughs>
0: Of Star Wars is when Luke, I think it's in um, A New Hope, <laughs> uh-huh. when he's all, when he's all, old bean, old bean, that's like literally oh, my movie. favorite part of the movie. I'm like, here comes, here comes, here comes. He says it. Honestly, I don't know if I've already said this on the show or if I said this to you guys, but I did already say this on the show that I feel like Mark Hamill
2: was like a really
0: terrible actor in the beginning.
2: Oh, yeah. He's gotten
1: yeah. better like he over time. He
0: was so bad in I that don't know first if it was movie on
2: the show, oh. but I remember having this conversation for sure. He
0: was so terrible <laughs> in that first movie. I mean, he's obviously gotten so better. He's an amazing actor and an totally. amazing voice actor. But it's just like Man, it was rough in that first movie, <laughs> and that's why I always think it's funny. And and I've had this fight with many a Star Wars fans, uh huh. Many a Star Wars fans, because I'm a Star Wars fan, but I hate these like true quote unquote Star Wars fans who Ugh. like don't like any of the new Star Wars. Yeah. And
2: there's all, you know, they just pick and choose. They're like, I'm a real Star Wars fan. Or well, it's, it's like elitism. It's like, exactly. we all are huge nerds. Just leave it be. Like,
0: Well, and I also feel like with Star Wars, is like every single generation kind of had their Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Like, when if you were a kid when, like, episode one, two, and three came out, mm-hmm. like, those were your Star Wars movies. You're yeah. like, oh, man, Star Wars. Like, you loved it. Yeah. So what I was going to say is that those original movies, honestly, the acting isn't great. They're not the best movies. Yeah. But there's uh, there's something about them, of course, that we love, and that's what just drives me crazy sometimes when they're like people are like, oh, only the Ridge Tridge or whatever, yeah. You know, and they just think everything else sucks when it's like, honestly, those aren't they're good to us now because they're just classics. Yeah. And they're the original ones. And of course, they're, you know, in our hearts, they're good. But technically, are they amazing movies? Not probably. No. And
2: also, who freaking cares? I know.
1: They laid the foreground for everything we have now.
0: Yeah. Jonathan, you're so right. Without Exactly. And the thing is, too, is like, do you want zero Star Wars? Mm hmm. Or do you want some Star Wars? Yeah, I want Star Wars. I'm like, fine
1: with where we're at right now with Star Wars. In oh, are you? You're done? I just started. <laughs> I just start. No, I'm fine with. Oh, I see. How I thought going. you were saying
0: like, okay, what we have is enough, and stop making more.
1: I mean, I'm the one of the uh, people who watched the Clone Wars animated series, Okay. and same. then Rebels animated series, okay. and then the new one just came out. Um, what, what was the, that? It's the Misfits one. The uh,
2: Oh, Bad Batch. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's really came
1: good. By night. the way. Mm
2: -hmm. I haven't watched it yet, but um, I'm saving it for tonight, because tonight is editing podcast, maybe Apex, and perhaps Bad Batch, but I'm probably going to go to bed at 10 like I usually do.
0: (laughs) I just love everything Star Wars, basically, so... Uh, that that's why sometimes I get frustrated with fans that like hate on people who like maybe episode one, two, and three. Like yeah. I like episode
1: one. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I grew up with, though.
0: Right. Yeah. Like I love episode one. I love like e- like episode two. Some of those scenes are like, and the score is some of the best music in Star Wars.
2: Yeah. I completely agree. You
0: know, and of course, when it all kind of falls apart and like um, Hayden Christensen isn't the best actor. But again, like I was saying, see, there is Mark Hamill. I think a lot of people didn't want to see the character behind Darth Vader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it broke it down a little too much, which I kind of agree to. Like, I think Darth Vader is a lot more menacing when you don't
2: know the backstory. Well, that was the criticism with Kylo, too. And I had a lot of friends, like diehard Star Wars friends who were like, oh, Kylo is... Like they make him out to be like this crazy Badass and he's like such a freaking Child and I'm like yeah that's kind of the point Like he's a literal kid And just got thrown into this World of evil so of course he's immature Of course he's throwing tantrums no character In the Star Wars universe is just like Thrown out there without some thought to it Right like including Everyone in the Clone Wars series and the Rebels series Mm -hmm. Like there there are so many I'm a behind the scenes kind of person Yeah like even Ahsoka like her Her whole like reason for being so beloved was she was so shitty in the beginning and she was right. such a brat and people hated her. And she like had these, I don't remember what the exact number is, but it's like four pivotal episodes, basically. It's like a handful of episodes where it was just like cocky, shitty teenager to like a fully fledged, like, oh damn, like stuff that I do has consequences. Right. And becomes Mm -hmm. like a really full fledged beautiful character because of it, and still is like one of the most beloved Star Wars characters in the entire franchise. For sure, for sure. Just from Clone Wars, and people still are like, "Oh, Clone Wars doesn't matter." I'm like, "No, it's canon." Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like the Star Wars universe is so expansive, which is why I think it's so silly that people get so elitist over it. Because it's like we're all just a bunch
0: of freaking nerds. I know. Chill (laughs) out. And also, that's what I feel like too. Is like the alternative is just no Star Wars, and Mm -hmm. that's I just don't feel like that is. It would be a
1: weird world without without any type of. Like Star Wars or sci-fi in general, even yeah. in the Star Trek realm, too. Like
0: A, a huge problem I have with Star Wars at, at the moment is, like, I wanted to
2: branch out mm-hmm. past
0: the Skywalker.
2: Yeah, the mm-hmm. known universe.
0: And that's why I was like, I was loving Mandalorian so much because I felt like it was doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Mandalorian, plug your ears. Yeah, skip ahead 30 seconds. <laughs> when, when Skywalker shows up in the end, I just am like, it was so like such a letdown for me Mm because I'm so over the Skywalker saga Mm -hmm. and I felt like Mandalorian was absolutely standing on its own and I don't know if he Mm -hmm. had to come back like was he the only Jedi that could possibly show up yeah but I just was like
1: I thought a little different than that I actually think it placed a timeline on the Mandalorian so you actually Mm -hmm. understand what era of Star Wars that that series is actually in
2: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And it's younger it's Skywalker
1: pretty- with the robot hand. So, you know, it's after right. Return of the Jedi.
2: Yeah, I feel I, I had some very conflicting emotions about it, to be honest. Like, I'm I'm interested. Like, when I first saw yeah. it, I was like, oh, come on. That's uh, yes, how I felt. But, like, now that I've had time to, like, ruminate and marinate with it, I'm like, I'm wondering what they're going to be doing. But because it, there has to be a reason. And if there's not, then that's crappy writing. And I hate it. Going forward with it is what i'm scared of
0: is i'm not going to watch a show where one of the main characters is going to be a cgi yeah. character. that's super annoying to me yeah that makes a lot I of sense. i think it
1: might be a one-time appearance at the moment
0: but then what Hope but then so, so then grogu's gotten that and that, I don't want to watch that show either.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be back. He was a huge part of the series. Yeah, and he's
2: still making them loads of money.
1: He's gonna grow up. So think. you
2: think they're gonna jump in time?
1: There might be a time jump. I would you, Okay, I would
2: be fine with that. I really hope the Mandalorian continues, but if it doesn't, I don't think that'll be the end of his storyline because you know, characters pop up in different movies and different yeah. things all the time. I, I would really be excited to continue to see Grogu and his story like becoming a Jedi. Mm. Like that is what I'm most excited for. And then possibly like a, a Ben Solo origin. Mm-hmm. kind of dealio I can't that's believe just me that. being a fangirl <laughs> well the,
0: the, i guess my thing is that it's just yeah. like how do we have those people without luke
2: skywalker and luke skywalker at that he has to be cgi'd in well by the time that ben solo is like getting his training luke skywalker is like old with a beard because in the movie when it shows the flashback to like ben waking up with luke over him he's like old with a beard so i i mean yeah that's i guess, CGI, I guess and... i'm just
0: like concerned with where they're gonna go with Mando. Yeah,
2: It's extremely difficult to connect with CGI characters. <sighs> I can't. And that's one of the reasons why they made Grogu a puppet, because like it's way easier to connect with a puppet than it 100%. is. With CGI. And paying
1: homage to the original Yoda. Exactly. As a puppet.
2: Yeah. Um, like I hope they do a time skip to older Luke. <laughs> yeah. With Grogu. Mm-hmm. Older. Yes. I would I be
0: super into that. Yeah. And I just I can't. Anyway, that was my whole thing with
2: the mando i didn't mean to again go on a huge <laughs> you just need to be on <laughs> tangents today right? just a well, make a note that goldfish are not allowed before the show <laughs> i had
0: too many goldfish okay <laughs> and we think that there's some kind of additive that gives me tangents salt all right so let's not talk about androids. so um <laughs> what's
2: on the docket <laughs> okay,
0: so <laughs> the docket today. Stop. Okay, right. So we, um, last week we had Gabe, um, from Burley's mm-hmm. Burley Beverages yes, in we last did. week, which was an amazing interview. It was so exciting to have him in the studio.
1: Hi, Gabe. Hi,
0: Gabe. Hope Hi, you're Gabe. listening. We love you. Um, so on, he had a soft opening on the 30th and a grand opening on the 1st for Burley's Takeout, which is amazing. He has so good, he has homie soup. Uh, pie flavored pie. They're actually just like can, like you can just like order a soda and they just like put it in a can. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Like at that moment. He cans it at the moment. (laughs) He
0: like can't. You like go and you're like, I want a root beer. They like put it in a can and like can it. Mm -hmm. and then they write root beer on it it's like amazing
2: yeah and they have like you can get one of the soups from like a fridge to go or you can get like a hot soup they have a whole bunch of different kinds of pie okay the
0: pie i'm just gonna have to talk about the pie for a second talk about (laughs) it you go pie flavored pie shout out So i wanted to like branch out and try all the pies but the pie i tried first was the banana cream Uh uh-huh and i didn't try any other pie i've had three pies
1: all banana cream
0: all oh, banana cream pie. <laughs> the custard in Obsessed. it. The custard is like, I like love custard. <laughs> <laughs> the custard is legit. It's just got like fresh nanners in there. The crumbly crust. It's like, oh, oh, man. Anyway, I might have to go get another pie.
2: Oh, my God. Although yeah, I think honestly, they close at four. So. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Someone go give me a pie. Jonathan, run out. Yeah, maybe we can just text them and be like, hey, do you have any pie left? (laughs) (laughs) We need a pie. So, yeah, so we had him in. Did you guys go over to Burley's? Uh, Yes. I went and got a tomato basil soup. Mm -hmm. And not only was the soup freaking delicious, but like they hooked it up. They were like, oh, do you want like, because I just I grabbed one out of the fridge. And I was like, oh, I'll reheat it at the salon. They were like, do you want like a fresh hot one? do you want fresh basil? Yeah. Do you want crackers? I was like, oh my God. Like, All of I the above. I was so, I didn't get crackers because I knew we had Ritz here and I love Ritz. <laughs> but I was like, I feel so spoiled just like going in there mm-hmm. and of course like Gabe is in there like, oh, this is Sierra from Sector 7. Like I'm right. so And it was just such an f- awesome experience. The store is absolutely amazing. It's so like really well there. laid out. It's super they cute. They have ice cream, root beer floats. Everything. Absolutely everything. Cold brew. Mm-hmm. I need I to have get some cold of that brew. cold brew.
0: Was it Good? Yeah, super good. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I got spicy ginger pie. beer that they came out
2: yep. with. Yeah, spicy ginger So beer. good. Did they, you go? Have you got
1: anything? I didn't go over there yet. I wow. actually I, I saw <laughs> I saw Gabe <laughs> I saw Gabe the following day at King Kong. He was there with the entire crew. Oh fun. Um just kind of a celebration of the weekend. Yeah. And uh, I tried the spicy ginger beer there because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, super it's good. carried yeah. at King Kong Brewing. Oh, yeah. Shout that's out right. to Kong Nguyen.
0: Love you, Kong. So oh. actually talking about speaking of Kong, mm-hmm. we he also had some cool stuff happening. Um, they had a DJ, um, DJ Eve, mm-hmm. who yeah, DJ Eve. Has actually comes to Sector 7 to get her hair done. Yeah, she's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> So She's she, only 17 And she's like A professional DJ Like a full she, DJ She's super dope We'll drop her Instagram here If you could also I don't know if you guys Can look it up mm. the, the 90s band That was there At Kong's Yeah I
1: know those guys
0: Um, In uh, In
1: Inverness 95 Inverness
2: 95 And uh, DJ
0: Eve Beats mm-hmm. On Instagram on, on Instagram So Kong is having Some really cool stuff The 90s band was amazing I mean like I love 90s music That was like When I was in high school So like mm. every single song I'm like this. My jam. This my jam. Jonathan's having an
2: attack. So <sighs> if anyone wants to take over as our third host after he dies, I'm just gonna, email us at blueblockspod.com. You know Your
0: mic is off, so you can. I'll turn it on.
2: <laughs> just have a cough. Just
0: work it through. Did it go down the wrong pipe? Please don't <laughs>
2: die. They depend on you. You're the assistant brewer at Kong now. <laughs> You're the official photographer for Del Paso Boulevard. You have so many hats. Don't let them fall.
0: You have so much to live for. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was random. So random
0: XD. He's still choking. I have your mic off, so. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're going to keep him off for the rest of the show. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's your punishment. (laughs) All right. You know there's no coughing in
0: 2020, right? 2021. Oh, shoot. Uh, Oh, so you can cough now. Yeah. (laughs) It's a new year. New year, new you. It's a whole new world.
2: Where you can cough into your mind. <laughs> and oh. if it <laughs> it's Crystal Clear,
1: is it off still? No. No. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so there was the, the DJ Eve on Friday and then the 90s band on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good weekend for the boulevard. It
0: was so we were super popping around here. Like the Instagram was like off the hook. But that's the thing too about, you know, such a huge reason why we want to do this podcast is, you know, to just let everybody know that's you know a lot of us on the boulevard know that this is super dope a lot of uh, people in woodlake and the surrounding areas know this place is super dope but Mm -hmm. a lot of sacramento doesn't know yet i think the default is just to head to midtown or downtown
2: yes totally
0: but there's so much going on here and and we have a lot of really really cool stuff it's just we just got to let people know so that's why we're here talk about the boulevard (laughs) and all the haps all the haps so that's the haps on the boulevard that's what's going on um always check out go to king kong's website um and
2: see you know what new kind of like music he has going on because um, now that things are slightly getting back to normal that's going to mm. be a more regular thing live music absolutely absolutely so excited and, and also, also trivia on thursdays yeah if you
0: guys are around um also check out burley's beverage i think they're open 10 to 4
2: yes now burley's takeout um they actually write their hours on their windows now oh like nice. it just changes day to That's day so, so sometimes hmm. it's 10 to 4 sometimes it's 11 to 7 what? you never you just drive by
1: yeah, figuring out their schedule and how it works best mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so- uh shout out to Bill from Triviology for Trivia at King Kong. Yeah.
0: Okay. Real good tri- Jonathan, trivia. this is why I love Jonathan. <laughs> um, I <laughs> did want to talk about trivia because trivia Thursday night at King Kong, Bill from Triviology is like, I love that guy. Mm-hmm.
1: Former school teacher.
0: Is he? I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with him. For, so he's, cute. He totally has the voice. You know, he's like a, sh- a talk show host. Yes. Welcome to
1: the King Kong quiz.
0: Or oh, yeah, a game show host. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's so sweet. He totally lets us, like, market ourselves all the time. Like, go over there and, like, pimp out Sector 7 Salon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he lets us give out um, prizes. And he let us do a question. And he mentioned us, like, 30 times when we were there. (laughs) And then we walked around to all the tables and passed out cards. Mm -hmm. And everyone already knew who we were because Bill had, like, mentioned us so many times. So
1: Thanks, Bill.
2: Like, hey.
0: But... Just to let you guys know, um, we will, Sector 7 will be there next, um, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday for Indeed. Trivia. Um. And maybe
2: every Thursday after that. I don't know. Just as often as we can, because honestly, we love Trivia. Also, there was a new restaurant that opened up on the boulevard this week. Tell us about it. It's a Mexican spot. It's called Milindo Jalisco, mm-hmm. and it is so adorable. Apparently, it took over a building that used to be like another type of Mexican restaurant. Okay. But um, the signs are all new. What I'm looking at right now is the Instagram post on Del Paso Boulevard on Instagram. Ooh, and I took that one. It was posted. Yeah, it posted. <laughs> oh, credit to the Sacramento <laughs> photographer. <laughs> yes. Jonathan Why, Tate. Thank you, Jonathan. Tate. Hello, hello, Jonathan Tate. Yeah, it was posted three hours ago on the Instagram. So as of uh, Cinco de Mayo, oh. Mileno Jalisco <gasps> is open and ready for business, you guys.
0: Maybe uh, do they have margaritas? Oh, maybe. Oh. After this, we're getting a micro Oh, my God. That sounds that so That sounds good. wonderful. So, and this actually is really great for us because it's super close to the salon.
2: Literally right across the street. Right.
0: 'Cause I mean, for any of you guys who haven't been to Sector Seven Salon, we're a little bit on the north end away from King Kong and mm-hmm. Southpaw. And it's a it's it gets a little light over here in businesses and especially with food. So we're super excited to have well, we have Burley's takeout. Anyway, yeah, so um that's awesome. Thank you so much for telling us, Sierra. Mm-hmm. There's always new stuff happening in the on the boulevard and we will always um be here pumping it up on pump, the Blue Blocks pump, Podcast. Pump it up. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get into our first segment. Um, Actually,
2: (laughs) yeah, let's get into our first segment. Yeah. (laughs) So this week we're doing Hidden Passions.
0: So this is something, just like a little bit still, get to know your hosts, um, if you didn't get to know us enough through our Star Wars rants. (laughs) But this is basically just like something that, maybe a hobby, an interest that you're into, that maybe most people wouldn't know about you. Yeah. Or you just want to let our listeners know Mm -hmm. about you.
2: Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm sierra well um i know that i've talked about it like a couple of snippets here and there but i am huge into cosplay and going to conventions in the nerd world the nerd world so mm-hmm. i
0: think i would nor like right now maybe well especially because
2: i know you know yeah but also <laughs> right now
0: because you have like bright orange hair mm-hmm. some people might think like oh she- Cosplay could be something you were into.
2: Yes, for sure. Colorful mm. hair is like a big, like you see, it's like okay, she's either like like just a super interesting person, has a cool job or like is a geek of some sort. Right.
0: She's like either punk rock or a total nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> was
1: yes. just about to say that. Punk rock.
0: <laughs> right, punk rock. Hey, what you could I think you could be pretty punk rock if you wanted to.
2: I mean, sometimes, depends on the mood, honestly. So tell us a little bit about your cosplay. So it started out in, uh, and I mean, unless you're like a huge geek, like, or a, just a huge internet person, this is probably going to be like weird. But for those of you who are internet people, you're going to cringe. So just get ready. Um, I started out uh, cosplaying from a webcomic called Homestat. Okay. I don't know it. And it's, oh, mm. you shouldn't. It's like <laughs> the second largest piece of literature in existence, like up there near the Odyssey. It went on for years and years and years and the lore is so extensive and crazy and I genuinely could not cover it in like a 10 episode segment. Like it is bananas. Now is very much considered like oh, <laughs> In the con community, depending on the year um, there are different things that, that kind of like get cringy at cons. so like you'll see like a bunch of cosplayers from one specific thing like when Naruto was out It was all Naruto cosplayers. When Attack on Titan first came out, it was all Attack on Titan cosplayers. So there are like cringy zones in cosplay. So I um, started out in the Homestuck cringy zone of cosplay. (laughs) Um, So I started cosplaying in, I want to say, 2013. And I would do it like little bits here and there whenever I would go to a con fanime. The con in San Jose on Memorial Day weekend is... um, is like my home con, like the one that mm. I would go to every year. And so I would work in this place called the Cosplay Hangout where you just like help people with their cosplay and like gluing stuff back on and fixing stuff that rip. And it was so much fun and then kind of been something that I've been interested in very heavily ever since. So like cosplay specifically means like costume play? Yes, costume play. It is, Adam Savage does a really good video on this actually. Um, but it's it's more so than just dressing up. It's kind of a... A mini culture Mm -hmm. within Mm -hmm. the geek world. Like, you have a character, and you're dressed as a character. But it's not just that. And Adam Savage's kind of oh, okay. or his story about this is so you guys have seen Spirited Away, right? Mm-hmm. Studio Ghibli. So there's this, <laughs> this I shook my head <laughs> now. <laughs> there's this demon named No Face. And he bribes people with gold. They give him attention and he gets to eat a bunch of food. And they eventually like find out that he's like this terrible, like demon monster, and they're like all afraid of him. But he like he got them in with gold. And then would like eat them and like be terrible to them so adam savage dressed up as no face at a convention and he would like go around like the same mannerisms like pretending to be this character handing gold to people and he said that he gave gold to somebody and that person whipped around and gave it right back to him and walked away like hands up in the air like i don't want any part of this one of the most powerful things to me about cosplay has been like it's it's not just dressing up as your favorite character which for some people it is and that's fine but it's getting to embody those stories and like share those experiences amongst not Mm -hmm. just yourself like I dress up recently my most my favorite cosplay that I've done recently is Mount Lady from My Hero Academia Mm -hmm. so people will come up to me like oh you're that new hero like quoting from the show it's like you got to be up on the quotes like Like, like being in character and getting to share these experiences and these loves with people is super fun for me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very much like a like a secret handshake. Right, right. That you get to share mm-hmm. with people. And it's just getting to kind of play in that like inner child space while getting to dress up and be like, Yeah, I'm an adult. I made this. Right. Like, it was my Mount Lady, I fully ordered everything. So like <laughs> not that one, but like <laughs> I'm working on a Bo Katan Crease right now from Mandalorian. And that one I'll be able to be like, Yeah, I made this man. Right. I just love being a f***ing nerd, man. It's a right. freaking nerd. God dang it. Sorry, I keep cussing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I mean, the cosplay I do is very more well-known characters. Just things that I think would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really watch anime or anything. So, like, you know, I've done, like, some Street Fighter stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Gomorrah from, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. You know, like, things like that. That's just a little bit more. Like, or Ace Ventura. So, you know. Yes. (laughs) Because I think with cosplay for me, personally, is, like, I had always taken Halloween way too serious. Like, Mm -hmm. people didn't even want to, like, dress up with me because I, like, took it too serious. And so, when I found Comic-Cons and cosplay, I was like, oh, these are my people. Yes. Like, I would be working on my Halloween costume for like six months and I would want like my friends that are going out with me to take it as serious. Like, I'm like, let mm-hmm. me just do your costume. Cause yeah. I'm not going out <laughs> with you with this bullshit costume. That's like half ass. Like I'm not doing that. I'm not no. hanging out with you on that.
2: It's the perfect in-between. And actually, that's one of my very first experiences as well was like a, a Halloween group. And my friends were like, oh, yeah, we're going as like a as a group and like we're all going to do coordinating outfits. I was like, oh, like, what are we doing? And they were like, oh, Naruto. I was like, I watch Naruto. So I was like freaking out. And so that was my <laughs> first like group cosplay experience. And ever since then, I've been like freaking hooked. I made like right. a dress for a character called Sakura. And I made the dress and like pfft, like two hours wore like a full length leggings like right. looked nothing like the character in general but like you could still tell right who i was and i was like oh my god i'm <laughs> never going back okay. So actually no that was in that was in high school i think that was my freshman year oh nice so i've been cosplaying since 2009 i guess love it cosplay go. it's it's so much fun literally uh, even if you're cosplay if like that's another thing that is about the cosplay community though like they they do have the same levels of elitism like oh if you buy your costume and right, if you right. look bad men. it's just like again we're just we're just nerds who like to dress I up feel, like I I feel like for people. the
0: majority of it though people are pretty cool it's so lovely like i think if you put in some work people are like oh that's dope you know but there's def- there's always going to be those you know we used to do a cosplay contest at some of the like smaller boutique cons that mm-hmm. like we would host and you know, a lot of times we would do these cosplay contests and someone would come in and and it was obviously like so professionally made. Like yeah. they had bought everything. Yeah. And a lot of times we wouldn't, people would, and we didn't do all the voting, but people wouldn't vote for them because. Mm.
1: They bought it. Yeah. You yeah. kind of
0: just like, so it's like, it doesn't have to be the best, but it just has to be something that you. Yeah. You know, and it, and kind of what you're saying with the elitism where it's like, oh, you didn't make your costume, but it's not necessarily yeah. just that. It's just that, like, you know, it's it's someone who is like loves this character mm-hmm. and like has put a lot of thought and love into it, and they built something. and maybe, yeah, it's not like one hundred percent accurate totally. or you have every single piece. Mm-hmm. but and I think that's just the fun of it is it's almost just like
2: you do it because you love it. yeah, so. and that's a whole nother can of worms too, like the cosplay contests my goodness like I weed so I used to judge a couple of those and like some of the smaller cons where like we because you know one nerd you know all of them so like through connections right. you're like able to like go and like <laughs> help out with stuff and there are some where like people order a bunch of stuff and I feel like if you buy everything like going through and doing like cosplay contests it's kind of taboo for much that same reason but then like I feel like cosplay in general do whatever you want love it but if you're going to do a contest a lot of the time it's a requirement that you have to like have made things yourself okay. or made at least a certain mm-hmm. percentage yeah, yeah, yeah. depending on the contest of course like one that i judged in vegas the third place winner was a guy who was imitating randy savage and then the second place winner was a body painter who did a full body paint of android yeah. 18 and i fully like i thought she was actually wearing clothes when she was walking up right. on stage and then i saw the pasties from the profile and i was <laughs> like oh my god and then the first place was a guy who i cannot remember the show for the life of me but like full eva foam handcrafted hand painted everything beautiful so like i i like the artistry of cosplay i just love everything i can go on for hours and hours about cosplay it's it's just such a unique Mm-hmm. Loving community, and I, pff, I think most of my money, besides like actual like business and like taking care of myself, right. like goes to either <laughs> just like
0: food and clothes goes to cosplay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have any
2: pets, I don't have any kids, I don't have a partner, so like I just spend all my money on like cosplay things because love I it. just I'm obsessed. It's it's one it's the best place ever. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> love <me. laughs>
1: Well, I'm not really into the whole cosplay thing, like actually dressing up too much. Mm-hmm. But I would be the one photograph. The events right.
2: Totally And that's a whole Another aspect mm-hmm. too yeah. Like cosplay mm-hmm. photographers Are like So so beloved in the cosplay community. Everybody is like, oh, I'm a photographer. Do you want to go up to the hotel? And, and <laughs> So you have like skeezy people like that. But when you find a good <laughs> photographer who is like trustworthy and lovely, like you are in forever. Like photographers totally, are like so that's highly that you trust. Not, like, Totally.
0: Especially for girls sometimes wearing certain outfits. Like yeah, if you can
2: find a photographer. Being able to like be confident and also a geek and like wear whatever you want in front of mm-hmm. millions of people. I'm like, that's so cool. That right. takes, like major Cajones. so I'm like absolutely love that so finding a photographer who's not like hey baby and is like I love this can I like shoot this I have some ideas right mm-hmm. is like I think that you would do really well like as a cosplay photographer personally
1: a lot of it is respect for the people you're photographing right. totally and it totally if you're if you're that type of photographer who starts to hit on everybody right you, it's gonna ruin your reputation well, 100%. 100% so, quickly. so quick. quickly very
0: quick okay Jonathan mm-hmm.
2: um, what's your what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I went on such a tangent. Oh, my God.
1: We transitioned from cosplay to photography kind of.
0: That's true. Yeah. So what so is your passion, interest, hobby?
1: Passion, interest, hobby? I mean, besides photography, subtly, probably one of the biggest Jurassic Park fans you'll ever oh meet. Oh, my God.
0: That's right. Love I it. learned this the other day. <laughs> I learned this the other day about Jonathan. I was like, oh, my God, I love him because <laughs> I love Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like obsessed with dinosaurs. Yes. Like, I, I don't know if this, and I'm so sorry, this is like classic me to like, (laughs) to like,
2: you love dinosaurs.
0: I love dinosaurs. Did we just become best friends? Yeah. And then tell my own story. But like, I don't know if you guys have been to, you know, like, I'm sure you've been to like a natural history museum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I went to the one in Chicago and they have like just a full on, like the most complete dinosaur bones of like a Mm T-Rex. Like it's the most complete. It's god. in Chicago, right? I went there. I went there, you guys. Okay, and I I love dinosaurs so much. I'll start crying right now. When I <laughs>
2: <laughs> she has tears in her when eyes. When I saw
0: this dinosaur, I legitimately cried. Like I was like, look at it. It was like this walked around. Oh my god! I'm literally tearing. This up. actually walked the I, earth. I like love dinosaurs. Anyway, so when you <laughs> said that you love Jurassic Park, I was like. I was like, because uh, I had gotten my magic mat yeah. that was a and d and it had a dinosaur on it. <laughs> the only reason I picked it. Is I was like, I, that's a raptor. Yeah. The only reason I picked it is because I had a dinosaur and then Jonathan came over. He's like, oh my God, there's a dinosaur. I'm like, I love you. Anyway, go on, please. The,
1: definitely um, one of my favorite series. I saw the original movie in 93 and I saw that when they brought it back out in 3D at IMAX. Um, yes. And I love all of them, all the way up to the newest ones. Can't wait for the new Dominion to come out.
2: Do you have them all on like two-disc special edition? I have
1: a five-disc special (laughs) edition with all five movies. (laughs) That's
2: so cool.
0: So, and I
1: also have the books as well
0: There's books? Oh really? Mm-hmm.
1: It's based off of two novels The original Jurassic Park and then The Lost that's World That's right by book. what's his name?
0: I no Crichton. idea By Michael Crichton. Crichton that's right Crichton. I totally knew that I've never read them though. Are
1: they good? They're very good and very scientific because uh, Michael okay. Crichton himself was actually a uh, uh, Scientist
2: as really? well Really? Mm-hmm. Like specifically paleontology Or what?
1: Uh, all different types of Variations of science but a lot of his Factual stuff in the books Is like legit
0: Oh, that's awesome. I kind of want to read those books now that I know this. You can borrow them. Can I? Borrow-y, I was going to bang on the wall. Give me the Jurassic Park box. <laughs> do you have like a Kindle edition?
1: <laughs> I have the Audible versions. You guys can walk into my account <gasps> oh, and listen to them.
2: Oh, hell, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just like sit in here one day, just like play it. So Jonathan, <laughs> do you love dinosaurs?
0: Like I now that my tears are dried up, Like, <laughs> do you love dinosaurs specifically or is it Jurassic Park that's like just a huge fan of?
1: I've always loved dinosaurs, but I think when the movies came out and then I, 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 I watched the movies way before I ever read the book. Oh, so right. I don't think I could have read the book cuz it's so scientific when right. I was that young. Yeah. Uh, but I have always loved dinosaurs, but I love the way Crichton portrays the dinosaurs mm-hmm. uh, compared to even early science stated that uh, so a lot of these dinosaurs were uh, cold-blooded. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. When they were actually warm-blooded. Uh-huh. And they didn't lay on the ground like a crocodile.
0: Oh, they actually
1: right. walked on all fours sometimes two legs, biped and a quadruped, and they moved faster than we ever thought so that always fascinated right. me. And then the way Steven Spielberg did the original Jurassic Park mm-hmm. for 1993, mm-hmm. so good, it still holds up today even oh, in 3
0: Totally I agree with that. And John uh, Go- uh, Goldblum, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. John Goldblum, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum,
1: Jeff
2: Goldblum, was... <laughs> Life Finds a Way. Yeah, so Life Jeff Goldblum find a way. He's so good in it. And so high. Oh God today okay <laughs> and
1: Thank then you. they go off on tangents yeah, because he,
0: he honest to god is 200 times better looking with gray hair than he ever was with that weird curly
2: mullet that he had i mean i love a good mullet you know me i do know you but now he dresses better than he did back and then. and he
0: always like the skinny he's so lean mm-hmm. he's so long mm-hmm. and lean i like a long yeah. lean man okay <laughs> Do oh, you like long, great. lean dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because I do like really long things. Like, I don't... And this is totally... Logan does
2: have a very long, lean look about him. Oh, he's so long and lean.
0: <laughs> and Logan is the my partner and owner of Sector 7. But also in like a dog. Like, you know, um, like a bulldog, ugh.
2: a squish-faced dog, never. So you probably like whippets and animals Whippets like are that. like a
0: greyhound. Like, I like a long snout. I like... People and anybody with a big schnoz. I'm looking at you, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something, Jonathan? I don't trust people with a small nose. I don't trust them. Okay, <laughs> I don't trust them.
2: I was like, I don't have a small nose, but it's yours not isn't big. small, but it's not
1: big. You're it's like not, medium. Yeah, like, it's, thanks, Dad.
2: It's like sloped. It's it's pretty Sculpted. small, but It's enough for me to trust you. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, good. It's, is it the upturnness of it? Yeah. <laughs> Because too tiny
0: of a nose, I'm just like, nope, you're not trustworthy. Like, you look like
2: Barbie. We can't trust you. <laughs> but anyway, so Jurassic Park, love it. Yes, back to Jurassic Park. <laughs> cool. Not Jurassic Daddy Goldbloom. Well,
1: <laughs> the original cast from the first movie is going to be in the new one. Oh, right. And mm. the new cast and the original cast are going to be I love be it. All so, it. So Chris is Pratt
0: that? is going to mm-hmm. be in it. Mm-hmm. Howard. What's her name? Dallas.
1: Bryce no Dallas idea. Howard and Maisie Bryce Williams. Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, um, and Jeff Goldblum and
0: all oh, the rest. I love mm. Jurassic Park. Love it, love it, love <laughs> it. I wonder if he's still gonna have a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen that? He probably no, not Jeffy. Maybe. Jeffers? I don't know. Jeffers? I don't
1: think they're gonna color his hair, but maybe it's a grey mullet. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I hope so. He's gonna have an extended scene with his shirt halfway open.
0: Oh, <laughs> I think my, my favorite thing about Dinosaur, well, Jurassic Park, but Dinosaur in general is like that noise you know when they have the dinosaur like you know roar mm-hmm. yeah is that what it's called like roar, roar. Roar really loud mm-hmm. and it's got the like you know the, the vibration. vibration it's just like there's no, I just need to turn it up so loud like it'll give me chills like to hear it and I have, we have no idea of really what a dinosaur sounded like yeah <laughs> yeah have you guys seen that meme it's like the Jurassic Park scene where the dinosaur is about to roar and they like it's like this beautiful big swoop of like the you know the um
2: the, what's this called? The camera. Oh. The camera, <laughs> right? She's and making it, a gesture <laughs> like out to the side and coming back around. And it's this big swoop and it's like this big
0: scene and the and the dinosaur's going to roar really loud. Yeah. And then he opens his mouth and it just says, yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen
2: that meme? No. It's so funny. I thought you
1: were going to say, <laughs> meow. <laughs>
2: well, that would be that a good totally one too. Funny. <laughs> I would just love just a person screaming just, ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny definitely oh okay
2: so uh, let's get
0: on to my secret passion what is your secret interest passion? Wow. you guys will know about this but most people uh, even like a lot of my clients are still learning this about me my mm-hmm. deep deep obsession with playboy yes so
1: I've learned that
0: too. The thing with Playboy is that I'm obsessed with old Playboy, like vintage Playboy, mm-hmm. like and also old vintage Hugh Hefner. Okay. And I'm not talking about Hugh Hefner in the jammies. Yeah. Before he got In the Silk Road. <laughs> I'm talking about the civil rights activist. Uh-huh. The, he was such a trailblazer. He was like insanely big in just making like, I don't know, sexual freedom a little more normal. Totally. So I'm obsessed with Hugh Hefner and that's how I got obsessed with Playboy Mm -hmm. is like literally all all that happened and everyone can this can happen to any of you guys if you go on Amazon (laughs) okay this is how down the rabbit hole we go this is how it happened to me I went on Amazon one day I was doing nothing I was minding my
2: own business and Hugh Hefner suddenly came out of
0: the screen I cared nothing about Playboy Uh I was like didn't even think about Playboy and then they had this documentary docu-series called American Playboy the story Mm -hmm. of Hugh Hefner it's on on Amazon anybody can watch it and by the end of it I was like I need some Playboy <laughs> <laughs> like I just wanted to see because they talk about some of the issues yeah like um like some of the actual issues of Playboy some of the people that were in it some of the articles and pictures that got him in jail he was arrested before uh-huh. he was one of the first people to put like an African American woman on the cover of his magazines there was a Malcolm X interview that mm-hmm. was super controversial yeah he Um, was
2: really big into civil rights and equality especially in like hiring people for the clubs and stuff like that absolutely
0: and in all of his clubs like um, you know a lot of people like at the time if you're African American and you they they wanted you to perform yeah but they they weren't allowed to use the front door they had to like come in the back like all these crazy things were happening and Hugh Hefner's like no I'm not that's not happening in my clubs yeah there was like a story in one of the books where he like after he had gotten really big and there was tons of like there was more playboy clubs there they started to be like franchised mm-hmm. and
2: there was one I think it was open in like I just pu- I just started reading this part in the book right was not like Louisiana I can't remember it was yeah. somewhere segregation was still so heavy down there yeah, and he, they were like no we're not gonna allow that they and wouldn't let
0: African-American people be members of the
2: club yeah and when even Hugh though Hefner, they held membership cards at every other club
0: absolutely so Hugh Hefner found out about that and he went and bought that franchise back for like 200 percent more than what Mm -hmm. they had paid for it Mm -hmm. and basically it was under his ownership Mm -hmm. so that he could that he would allow every single person yeah and that's what that's the reason
2: that he stopped franchising I think right
0: absolutely I mean and that's the thing with him is like the more you learn about him and especially what we know about him today Mm -hmm. what I knew about him with like girls next door and all that stuff you're like yeah who is this creep Mm-hmm. But you really learn about it. And I think life
2: probably wore him down and he just started totally. to not care It's a anymore. combination of life, money, privilege, yeah, like it, it gets to you. It totally. And it's not okay. Yeah, but, like, but it, it happens. But he, it sometimes. In his past, he was... Pretty damn cool
0: Yeah like sometimes You start in a really good place But of course Yeah you get a lot of money You get a lot of power Mm -hmm. And you know Sometimes it changes you But in the beginning He was just such a cool guy And and so really I became obsessed With finding those articles Mm -hmm. Like finding the Malcolm X article Which is It still is a hard issue to find Yeah Um, Didn't
1: they cancel that issue And then he brought it back out
0: You know I don't know that They're I, I don't know that for sure But I do know that A lot of those issues Were destroyed And that's why It's really hard to find Oh wow Okay. Do you so guys have one rare. in your collection? Yeah, we have a we have a few. Every single time we find one pop up, we buy it. So yeah. we have like two, which is not you know it's more than most people. Yeah, have. they're they're really really hard to find. Hmm. But like uh, Doctor King was you know in there. Mm-hmm there was one issue where there was some nude photos of Jane Mansfield for some reason that put him in jail. Oh. So I you know I had to find that you know so anyway I can go on and, and on and on and on about Hugh Hefner and Playboy but I think uh, I wanted to mention it because it's especially something like when I tell sometimes my clients where if maybe it comes up. Yeah.
2: They're like wait what? <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I think the bunny in our merchandise area like gets people like what's happening? Right. Then so they we, read
1: the story. Yeah. And it's like oh.
2: Right. If you come to Sector 7
0: one you'll find Vin Vintage Playboys for sale Mm -hmm. Which you won't find In a lot of salons Yeah there's a
2: A bunch Like come in and ask For your birth month And birth year Like any of your relatives And they have them
0: And we also have A authentic Vintage Playboy bunny suit From one of the Actual play
2: Original Playboy um, Clubs Cufflinks and ears And collar and everything And
0: Mm -hmm. what's fun about This bunny suit Is they're Insanely hard to find And very rare Because they typically When the suit Was no longer wearable For the girls Because they were Working their asses off Totally Mm -hmm. So the suits obviously like they're made out of satin, would obviously like break down, and so they would just destroy them. They wouldn't let the girls keep them. They wouldn't sell them. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, a girl somehow got a suit out of the clubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about this suit is it was owned by. Peggy, who was a, you know, a bunny at one of the uh, Yeah, her bunny name was Barbie, right? Yeah, her bunny name was Barbie. So she had the suit forever. Mm -hmm. She kept it. It was in her house, in her estate, in her collection. And then she passed away. And a man who used to work for Playboy, you know, got word that she passed away. He acquired the suit. Oh, wow. And then when he passed away, his son... Mm -hmm. got the suit and logan bought the suit from that man so there's a very short line of ownership of this authentic vintage suit i love which is super cool we have pictures of her wearing it in a newspaper and you know we have like information about who she is and Mm -hmm. where it came from and when she wore it and so anyway that's just like further. Is like if you come into sector seven you'll see a lot of you know not just nerdy stuff
2: and geeky stuff but a lot of random stuff that you would just never collectibles like, like also not just magazines either like you guys have like mugs from the club ashtrays mm-hmm. like but the bunny tip bag right we have a lot of playboy stuff God, all that i want to buy that ashtray by the way is the super cute like it's adorable mm-hmm. not that i'd smoke cigarettes or anything i know but, <laughs> but also you can it. just keep
0: little <laughs> rings in it i know i have one earrings. of the mugs and i'm like i must have everything yeah. now but anyway that's all that's definitely something i'm like uh 100 obsessed with so. yeah was it just because of the estate sale that you went to the one time or no, the so documentary started it, it started with the documentary mm-hmm. and basically i told logan i'm like i want to get my birthday that's all i just wanted one playboy yeah i wanted March 1981. That's all I wanted. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we happened to go to an estate sale, which it was just like kismet, mm-hmm. right? There, we were walking through the estate sale, which we used to go to all the time. And there was a bathroom, a closed bathroom door. And on the bathroom, the sign said like 21 and over. And we're like, huh, huh. what's that? <laughs> hmm. So we opened the door and there's literally probably 500 Playboys. In there. Wow. And we dug through. We found my birthday, Logan's birthday, my brother's birthday, mm-hmm. my sister's birthday. So we had a stack of like five or six Playboys and then that turned into buying yeah everything that we have. That's how it all started. But love it. I love obsessions. It's quite
1: the awesome story.
0: I do love obsessions too. I like random obsessions where it's yes. like, why? And I like to not really understand it. Like, why would you be <laughs> obsessed with that? You know? And then someone explained <laughs> it to me. I'm like, hmm.
2: Totally, like getting the connection of like how they got into it, how they love it. Right? Do you have any Jurassic Park stuff besides like all your movies and the books? Like do you have any like posters or anything? I
1: have a few shirts here and there. I should have worn one today.
2: I know. That would have been nice.
1: Do you have any like It's baseball season, so. Do you
0: have like like, dinosaur sheets or anything?
2: Oh, classy. (laughs) Add to carts. (laughs) I'm like, you can see the costume. I'm on Amazon right now, actually. Like I don't really like having... Out there, like nerdy stuff. Like, I have a few figures that I have in my house, but I don't like my whole entire house to be like nerdy. Like, I like oh. to be just very minimalistic. But, right. like, if you go in my closet, like, it's like half clothes, bins, half costumes. Bins, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I have more art. Um, I have photography on my walls. Mm-hmm. I have paintings from friends. My father's an artist. Oh, yeah. Shout out Mike Tate, Tate Sports Art. Hey. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> so, I have about four of his paintings in my closet that I don't have room to hang at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's it's a it's a lot of artsy stuff, right? Minimalist artsy stuff.
2: You should have your dad make you some dinosaur art. That would be legit.
1: I will talk to him.
2: <laughs> hey. he's,
1: he's actually listened to our episodes. Oh yeah, that. for my yeah.
2: birthday, Dad, please. <gasps> Hi, Dad Tate.
1: He used to be on the Boulevard too. So That's maybe. true. Okay.
0: We, you know what? Honest to God, and if if you're listening to this, um, what, what's his name? Mike. Mike. Michael Tate. Michael, Michael Tate, Tate. If you're listening to this, sir, um, we'd love to have you as a guest on the show, absolutely, because yes. you being on the Boulevard, having your uh, art studio on the Boulevard, you know, you've probably you could tell us so many amazing things. So yeah, so He's many stories. There, like, oh, Let's line it up.
2: Let's line it up. And
1: how it's grown from that point. Totally.
2: And also, if you are not Michael Tate, but you think that you know someone (laughs) who might be interesting to hear about or hear from on the show, we have an email now. We do
0: have an email. And the email is blueblockspod at gmail.com. So that's B-L-U-E-B-L-O-C-K-S-P-O-D. (laughs) At (laughs) gmail.com. So honestly, you guys can write us at that email with suggestions, comments. You could just write in. We actually will. Letters. We will read emails on, on air. So anything you write to us, we'll read on air. If there's anything you want to say, you have stories about the boulevard. You have things you want to say
2: about to us. You have a favorite hidden passion that nobody knew about. Tell us. That would be a fun Let's find out about your hidden passions. People are going to be like collecting coins. Mm -hmm. Um, Stamp, stamp collections. (laughs) People watching. Uh, These are all quite normal. Actually, let's think of a weird one. (laughs) If somebody said their hobby was like taste testing gum they found under tables, (laughs) (laughs) I would lose my mind. So if you have a a hobby that's this not is turning super into, prevalent, no,
0: this is turning into I don't know if you guys have seen the show My Strange Obsession. Oh yeah, My Strange Addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where people eat hair or yeah, or like. So you guys can please write in. We'd love to hear from you. Um. So yeah, that's our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be having more guests. Hopefully Jonathan's dad. Hopefully we can get Kong on here. Mm-hmm. John the Brewer. Mm-hmm. Um. Literally everyone. Just literally everyone, everyone on the <laughs> Boulevard. We want to have in here. So we're gonna start lining them up and yep. taking them
2: down everybody gets two seconds what's your name what do you do okay bye okay now what's your name what do you do okay bye
0: so please follow us on instagram at blue blocks podcast at sector 7 salon at del paso boulevard you can also check us out on our websites thank you guys so much for tuning in yeah and we'll see you next
2: time and don't hate on any nerds for any reason bye, Love you. bye.
0: Those yummy cookies. I got floss for you. <laughs> you floss? No. Like oh, dance move? I, I literally <laughs> Is that what can... that's called? Yeah. <laughs> I never knew. <laughs> can anybody actually do that
2: besides like 10-year-old kids? 27-year-old uh, women. You can do that? <laughs> yes, I can floss. <laughs> <laughs> let me see it. Okay. Get out. Okay. I'll
0: show
2: you my <laughs> flossing skills. Wait. Oh, let me take a video. <laughs>
1: On the Instagrams. My workout clothing. Okay.
2: Let me know when you're ready. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Oh, actually... That's pretty. <laughs> Master classer. How do you do that? i twice a day. <laughs>